The date is Friday, September 16th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment, from Iron Man to the Avengers and everything in between. Follow us in a multi-part series as Alex vs. Pat, dueling it out over Phase 1 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who will win? Stay tuned to find out. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your favorite show on the internet, encapsulating all things entertainment. You know it, you love it, it's Entertain This. Entertain This. All right, nothing from Pat. Cool, this cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Glad we <laughs> uh, I, I'm just you, gonna let you guys take it off. I, I, I got uh, yeah. I got ripped the last couple times that I've done it. So you you just, changed uh, our new normal. You've thrown you've thrown off the groove. Yeah, exactly. You threw off my groove. So on and so forth. Uh, as always, I'm Alex. I'm Michael, and I'm Patrick. Nice. Uh, when using this product, do not use more than directed. Stop use and ask doctor if. You get nervous. That's the first thing on the list. Yeah, that absolutely. Dizzy <laughs> or sleepless. Those are all things that you are, Michael. Eh, at all points in time. Okay, let's keep reading. Um, pain, a cough, or nasal congestion gets worse or lasts more than seven days. Fever gets worse or lasts more than three days. Redness or swelling is present. New symptoms occur. Cough comes back or occurs with rash or headache that lasts. These could be signs of a serious condition. Whoa. If you're wondering what I'm reading, it's Maximum Strength Adult Robitussin. And why why are you reading that? Because I just took a hefty dose of this Robitussin. Oh, not right sponsored, boy. by the way. Not sponsored <laughs> right on, by these. No sponsors, no sponsors. <laughs> I took it right down the hatch. I poured myself the recommended 20 um, milli, milli, milliliters? Mm, yeah, that, I think that's right. ML, right? Yeah. Sure. Anyone, oh. anyone, anyone, anyone? Yeah, All right, Chloe says yes. She's the fact checker. Yeah. Um, I, When I took the shot, and I did take the shot, this was actually the first time I took liquid medicine since I was a kid. Mm, was it that so like, disgusting cherry flavored? Nah, dude, the grape flavor. It's the best. <laughs> That's Both of those are fair points. Uh, but what I will say is the experience of taking liquid medicine is vastly different when you've experienced the the excitement of taking a shot of vodka or uh, tequila yeah once you have that memory unlocked in your memory hole that is your brain mm-hmm. taking a shot of medicine is like well that wasn't that bad <laughs> i've been i've been uh hearing a lot about a mystical uh liquor that uh has been making the rounds on tiktok recently that i've been wanting to try very badly uh, you got absence. a whole ass dog no, 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 no. behind you. Yeah, you got some. Those <laughs> like, are some playful, loud. Barking. You got, you got two dogs chilling. Yeah. Uh yeah. My wife is not currently home because she went to go shopping for Halloween stuff after dinner. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the dogs are going to be co-hosts for today. That's fine. Yes, they are. <laughs> Good to hear. Nope. We like dogs here. I got a dog in the background. She's asleep, but she's there. Um. Yeah. Hey, gents. Real quick, back to disgusting shots. So one thing I want to oh, yeah. I want to so, try so, so, with so you sorry. all uh, one of these days is a good old shot of what's called Malort. No, not Malort. <laughs> Malort. Okay. Malort. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm a masochist, or yeah, masochist. <laughs> uh, I hate myself. You're a pacifist. Yeah, uh, I hate myself, and so I want to try all the disgusting things that exist in this world. Have you tried Malort or no? No, I've never tried it before. Okay, solid. 
Um, it's a lot like what I imagine the more disgusting characters on Candyland would taste like. Mm. So like Black the licorice. molasses man or whatever. I like <laughs> the, the the quick description on the like the Google search for it is Malort has the aroma and full-bodied flavor of an unusual botanical. Its nice. bitter taste is savored by two-fisted drinkers. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm into all of that. Um, all right, the wow. Rumble Dome is over, by the way. So Blessings. Cool. <laughs> Who won? Adi. Nice. Shocker. Well done. Um, well, that's enough of an opener. We've been through a lot already, and we're only four minutes in. Chaos. So let me ask the question I ask every week. Hey, Alex, do you have a topic? Well, yeah, I do, actually. Thank you for asking. Oh. Um, you guys look confused. That's impeccable. No, I, no, this is expected at this point for me. Patrick might be a little confused, but I'm not. Fair enough. Hey, Alex, do you have a topic? <laughs> oh, cool. Now I can just cut the part where I said it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I probably won't, but I might. Um, Any whom, I want to talk today about uh, a franchise of movies that has followed me through uh, adolescence, awkward teen years, and into adulthood um, that at this point I greet as an old friend and Born whose honor com. has... <laughs> We're not that kind of show, Pat. <laughs> don't mess know. with the Robitussin kid. He'll come out swinging. He's already, he's already anyway. got too much on his plate, man. He said that, and I was like, uh-huh. Um, no. Well, no. Um, so, a, a series of movies that has uh, followed me throughout my life and whose honor was uh, put to question last week by our new host, Patrick. Uh, it's a topic that, uh, admittedly, we've talked about before. We had a guest on the show who was an expert mm -hmm. in uh, all things this. But... Uh, I don't know if, if we hit everything, and more importantly, I'm mostly here to make Patrick eat his words, yep. so that's what we're going to do for the next hour, is cool. I am going to go through every single movie in this series, and Michael is going to be the sort of referee here, and Pat's going to tell me what he doesn't like about it, and I'm going to tell him why he's wrong, and that's okay. going to be the next hour, and I'm at a disadvantage, which I feel is only fair, mm -hmm. because of how much I know, so I did take a whole shot of Robitussin, in case you didn't know that. Um, I think for I think, le for legal reasons, we also have to say that Alex did happen to also have a hundred degree fever, which is why oh, he also uh, took ninety nine point five. And I also have a flight to we Florida round up in this house. Have fun. So <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, Disney World, here I come. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Well, maybe we'll see. Anyway, uh, anyway, we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Entertain this. Entertain this. That was, the music. that was the music oh. that I added in. Do you remember it? I remember it because it just played and it happened in front of us. Um, so to get this thing started, here's the here's the rule set. And really, uh, I'm just telling Michael because Michael's going to be the judge here. Yep. We're going to go through this as fast as possible. There are a lot of movies on this list. Um, but this is going to go all the way up to Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, are we also are we also doing the shows as well, or are we just doing the movies? Are we doing the shows as well? Not on the list I'm looking at. All right. But <laughs> we probably should. So I'm going to leave it up to Chloe as we go through the early years to find me another list that includes the shows in chronological order and drop that link for me. 
here's the here's the basic rule says we're going to go uh, movie by movie. I'm going to give a very quick description that's going to make uh, Marvel heads out there just so upset. But it's going to be important <laughs> for uh, for my friend Pat because Pat has not actually seen every single one of the Marvel Cinematic movies. So the ones that he skipped, he is still going to have to defend his reason for skipping it. And I'm going to tell him why he was dumb for skipping it. Um, this all is coming to head after last year I took on the challenge to watch every single one of them in order again and completed it uh, all the way up to Thor Love and Thunder, which was recently released. So uh, how is it going to work point score wise? Well, really, at the end of the day, it, it's going to go to the in your face meter, which is Michael. Yep. Michael's going to decide how hard I burned Pat on a movie or if I was even able to defend a movie because some of these are real stinkers and it might be kind of hard. But I imagine I'm going to still get a pass on those because those stinkers are probably things that Pat never went near. So I'll just be able to defend it right out, which is great. Um, so all of that being said, let's get started with the very first movie uh, on our list, which was... Now we're doing chronological order here, keep in mind. Mm -hmm. We're not doing order of release. We're going to be talking about Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, so, so let's chronologi right. chronological order meaning like 19 from the like when it started year like the year it was basically uh, we're doing timeline baby yeah, because like it's gonna it. matter for the details of the mass story that is the marvel cinematic universe i like it so we're doing it in that order um let's start each round having pat just talk about the movie if he's seen it yeah. if he liked it if he liked it great then we can just give a brief synopsis over it and we'll count it as a Equal footing ground. No one will get a point on that one if we agree. Um, but he can he can go over if he's seen it, if he liked it, if he didn't like it, why? And then I will take the reign from there. But let's go ahead and let Pat have the floor okay, for this. So, so this first Wait one. Wait till your face is big on the screen, man. All right. Come on. <laughs> there you go. All right. This first one, obviously, is a, is a definite watch uh, with Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm -hmm. um i did like this movie i did like oh it you a did lot. yes um uh man it not what's not to say about this movie that that is i really didn't have any like scruples about it um mm -hmm. the characters that they are the people that they have to play the characters are really well done they didn't really go too much away from the original source material in this um i have nothing but good things to say great so well, let's go over a brief synopsis anyway. And actually, now that I think about it, I should probably be giving the synopsises at the <laughs> <Yeah>. beginning before <laughs> yeah, I Pat have talks, yeah. so there's detail. But Captain America, the first Avenger, we follow, of course, Steve Rogers, a tiny boy from Queens. He's an itty-bitty tiny little boy. He's so precious, too precious for this world. Now, what does that mean? That means that he is weak and scrawny and not at all scared because he's got a heart of a tiger or the eye of a tiger and the heart of a lion, whichever you prefer. This uh, Eye of the Tiger and Heart of the Lion is what makes him uh, enlist in the army. Uh, and after going through training, they're trying to find the perfect American soldier who they could turn into a super soldier using super serum. And wouldn't you know it, they're not looking for strength. Uh, they're not looking for cunningness. They're looking for a kind heart and a good person. Hot, and baby. Who, who better than Steve Rogers, who they stick into a big old toaster, leave him on medium grill for a couple minutes, and when he <laughs> pops out, he is also covered in that sweet, sweet cream, which is, of course, abs and muscles. Um, he chases down a guy in the street. He jumps in. He loses his shoes. He's barefoot for a while. So feet fans, that's a big win for you. Mm -hmm. um, 
he goes on a USO tour because they don't want him to actually be a soldier. And that's fun and happening. And apparently he loses his virginity on it, though it isn't shown. Um, it's an important detail. Not apparently. Canonically. I know, canonically, according <laughs> to the new show. But yeah. Exactly. Um, eventually, he does take down the Red Skull, who is after something called the Tesseract, which he is trying to use to take over the world. But he defeats him. Um, and then is flying a plane with a bomb that's about to explode. He's heading straight for New York City, his hometown. He decides he's going to crash that mother into Antarctica. Down goes the plane. By the way, he's in love with a girl. Uh, that girl's name is Peggy Carter. Uh, and the last thing that he says is, you still made that dance, and then he hits the ice. Uh, presumably dead until the after credit scene where it is revealed that he is, in fact, uh, unthawed, still alive, and now is in modern-day New York, which is completely different, where he is, uh, of course, casted into the Avengers Initiative. Time. Bam. Nicely done. Bam. So that's a, no- that's a nobody point, because Pat yeah. liked that movie. But Universally a good movie. It's a good movie. Mike, where do you stand on it? Just yeah, your opinion. I think it is... A, an incredible uh, first movie within the series. Like, mm-hmm. I know it wasn't like, th- yeah, it's a very, very strong start, especially with it being so early in the uh, the releases of these movies. So really hard to, you know, kick off a character's backstory like Captain America. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kicking off a character's backstory is extremely important when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, really making you love characters from the jump so that mm-hmm. there's something you can devote yourself to. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the next movie in the title. <laughs> oh, this one's gonna be great. <laughs> this one's this is a good movie. Do you wanna do you wanna give it the synopsis first? And then Let we'll... me give it the synopsis. Captain Marvel oh, is nice. the first attempt that the MCU ever had at a female character, a fully-led story of a female character. Um, she is a human who is uh, kidnapped by aliens, kind of sent into space, uh, where she is... Um, I think I'm already killing this because I, I don't remember <laughs> entirely. Do you but, want me to... I can take it, so... No, because you're going to talk bad about it. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, she actually is a Top Gun pilot, there it is. Initiative. Yep. And then she happens to run into some like, I think it's uh, some type of soul stone or it was the Tesseract or one of the two, but she ends up getting powers from that. Um, yeah. Cause it's like radiation blast hits her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, so she meets Nick Fury and then uh, she also runs into this, like the shape shifting race. I forget what it's called. The scrolls, um, the scrolls, you uncultured swine. <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of it. Um, anyways, uh, I bet you could finish it off in here. Yeah, so the alien, the alien shapeshifters are known as the Skrulls, whom are at war with uh, the people who adopt Captain Marvel, known as the Kree. Um, Captain Marvel, or Carol Danvers, becomes a Kree, uh, sort of superhero, or, like, part of this Kree team who's, uh, trying to defeat the Skrull. Um, come to find, as we continue through this, that the scrolls are actually just super scared of the Kree and don't really fight them too much, actually hiding on different planets, being able to shapeshift, um, because the Kree are trying to completely wipe them out. Well, when learning this, 
Uh, Captain Marvel, of course, changes her ways, switches to the other side, and helps defeat the Kree, uh, saving, quote-unquote, the Skrull, um, who are apparently on Earth. Uh, but we don't know who, and we don't know for how long they've been on Earth, and that is the big question that is left at the end of Captain Marvel. Uh, she basically decides Earth is in good hands. There are enough people here to protect it. Who's going to protect the rest of the universe? And she goes flying off into space to go save the rest of the universe. And do we ever see her do that? No. Mm -hmm. Do we see her in space again? Sometimes. Yeah. Pat, what do you think? Um, okay, so I'm going to say there's parts of this movie I actually enjoy. The okay. supporting cast and Nick Fury, really good. Like, to see where he initially came from, I was excited about that. My scruple is I don't think Brie Larson's a very, like, not she's not that good of an actor. She also mm. didn't do well with the rest of the cast outside allegedly. of... Allegedly. Allegedly. So, um, I do like parts of it. Like, it's a cool look into the, the cinematic universe that, you know we haven't got to see before and a young Nick Fury. I also think they did good about aging, like uh, a de-aging. Nick oh yeah. Fury. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. like there is good parts about it. I just don't think Brie Larson's the best choice for that role. Okay. Um, she also acts super cocky for no reason. Granted that might fit the character a little bit, but still that. Eh. Let yeah. me smack you with this to start this off. All right. If I may. Uh, you recently watched Top Gun. Yes. Right? Do you think Tom Cruise was a dick? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Did you think he was cocky for no reason, and for that reason it was a bad movie? I mean, I so since I haven't watched Top Gun until recently, the, the new one, or the old one. So it was, it was yes like, or no question, sir. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I really didn't like his character. Okay. Like, uh, um, the character I liked was Rooster. Fair enough. And, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, well, the point that I'm trying to make is the reason why Tom Cruise ends up being a likable character in Top Gun, and I don't know if you finished it, is because you get to watch as this relationship builds with Rooster, and then that's taken away from him, and that puts the viewer in that seat. That is also something that we see through Carol Danvers. Actually, for viewers or for people who enjoy Top Gun, the story is super similar, but on like a cosmic level. Um, again, I think this gets bonus points because it was one of the first attempts to make a female character in the Marvel Universe who's like stood out. Yeah, like a female main character, I think. Yeah, a important. female lead character. Yeah. Um, and uh, I would continue by saying I think Brie Larson was a fine choice, uh, arguably, because I don't know who I would cast other than Brie Larson. And I feel like the real reason why people don't like this movie has a lot more to do with sort of the culture around this character who has always kind of been a question mark. Uh, I think if this had been a brand new character just introduced who no one knew anything about, I think it would have done better. What, in the history of comics, Captain Marvel was originally a guy, right? Yeah. This big, strong dude named Captain Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel was then sort of ripped off or stolen or something weird happened, uh, and he was taken. He was at the time being... He was called Shazam. Um, he was taken by DC and DC got Shazam. So then Marvel was like, shit, we still have this line of comics and this character we still want to use. They renamed him Captain Marvel, right? Captain Marvel had a lesser known secondary character who was a woman 
who was used as sort of Captain Marvel's love interest. And Captain Marvel did this, and Captain Marvel did that, and then she would tag along and swoon and whatever. And as the 90s kind of came around, the 80s and 90s, and they wanted more female empowerment, they decided to make Captain Marvel the love interest instead and have the stories follow her. And that caused everyone to have this giant outroar of rage and confusion, and they didn't know what was going on. And Captain Marvel was supposed to be a guy. What's up with that? And um, for that reason, since it wasn't like an object of, uh, of admiration anymore, that always had a bad taste in people's mouth that Captain Marvel is now a girl and you just had to accept that. Um, that culture attacked this movie upon launch, uh, basically ruining everything, plotting down the numbers, starting rumors about Brie Larson that weren't true, taking clips from interviews and cutting them in weird ways and taking sounds out so it seemed like she was being bullied by the rest of the cast. And gotcha. that that fucked up Brie Larson. So it ended up being that later on in interviews, she was super like to herself and scared to speak because she was openly being bullied on the internet by this kind of toxic community. Um, now, Fair. is the movie great? Is it a great movie? I don't know. I don't think so. I think to some people, maybe it is. I think what it did was it opened up a lot of doors for the universe. It introduced the scroll. Yeah. Uh, it sort of widened the gap of this sort of galactic uh, community that was the Marvel Universe that at the time we really had only seen Guardians of Gal Guardians of the Galaxy at that point explore. Uh, and it introduced like the Kree and the Skrull and their like fight, which is going to bring us to some really cool storylines in the future. Is it a great movie? I don't know. Is it an important movie? Yes. That's where I'm at. All right. Yeah. And I'm only going to add that um, the, the one thing that I, I want to clarify is I, I think it's important that we don't say like this actor or this actress is just not a good actress. I mean, because there's so many other works that these people have put in that are fantastic, uh, specifically with Brie Larson. If she was you, in Scott Pilgrim. So she was. But if you do, if you think that just based off of like Captain Marvel, she's not a good actress or any like other recent thing, I really recommend you go watch like Short Term 12. Uh, it's a movie that she did back in 2013 that is absolutely incredible and shows that she's an incredible actress. Blessings. Um, here's what I will say is, when it comes to Captain Marvel, can I defend it? Not really. So I'm willing to give that point to Pat and just kind of surrender it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing well, like, like a one point scale here? Yeah. Okay, like point cool, by cool, point. Cool. We'll go ahead and we'll give this one to Pat then. Hold on, wait, wait. What? Chloe said she liked it. So I think it actually might be yeah, my point. I mean, I'm just kidding. No. But you <laughs> re it so you I was gonna say you reiterated a little bit more of what I said, but defended Brie Larson. So <laughs> I think I think the movie is weak in comparison to other MCU oh, yeah. movies. I think Brie Larson is great. Yeah, um, I think and that, that's where I stand on it. it so point it's, Pat. It's kind of the same issue that goes with like a lot of like badly written shows is just like the main character ends up taking the brunt of the uh, the bad writing decisions just by happenstance of being the person. And it could like it could be very well bad writing what I'm and that's what I think when she originally got introduced, it was 100 percent just bad writing. Yeah, like mm -hmm. they threw her into the cinematic universe where they had everybody else fully fledged out. And your boy, her, anyways, yeah. your boy already knows this is about to be a part two because this is a long list. Exactly. Um, yeah. 
this is probably going to go into next month too, but it doesn't matter because we're moving on to our next movie, which is one everyone I think has seen, Iron Man, the original. Oh, yeah. 100%. I snuck into this movie. <laughs> Hell yeah. So let's talk about Iron Man, the original. Who is Iron Man? Well, let's talk about Tony Stark. Tony Stark is a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, whatever. He invents shit and he's famous for it. His company, Stark Industries, sells weapons of mass destruction for war and so on and so forth. Um, while touring uh, this, what I assume is supposed to be Afghanistan, um, but it is some Middle, Middle East. Eastern, yeah. Yeah. Um, the convoy in which Tony Stark is doing this sort of like press tour on gets attacked and he is kidnapped and he is basically kidnapped by terrorists. It's kind of weird and it's very American early or late 2000s. So, uh, yeah, but it's not 11. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, looking past that still a pretty good plot, uh, and probably pretty accurate to the comics at the time, but he gets kidnapped and he gets put into a cave and he gets told to build something for the, you know, quote unquote terrorists. Um, they want a weapon that they can use to fight America. Uh, at first he refuses, but he has shrapnel from the uh, attack on the on or on the convoy or maybe I'm not saying that right, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And it is it is slowly making its way into his heart and killing him. He saves himself by creating this uh it's called an arc reactor which is this like supercharged battery uh that's super powerful and super radioactive and super bad but it pulls the shrapnel away from his heart enough to keep him alive um he does all of this out of a box of scraps um <laughs> yeah he then starts plotting his escape which is to build a suit made from scraps or a box of scraps uh, and basically fight his way out of here, which he successfully does. He makes it back to America, uh, and he says, get me a cheeseburger right now, and he gets one, and then he decides to become a superhero, go by the name of Iron Man. I am he fights crime. Iron Man. Exactly. It's a great movie. Um, all, all of it kind of comes to a head when um, I think it's his like agent or his PR guy or maybe the president of his company i don't know he decides that uh well iron man tony stark decides he's not going to sell military equipment anymore as soon as he gets back to america and you can understand why but uh the people at the company ain't so happy about this because they're going to lose a lot of money so the big fight happens uh we have a second iron man who comes the two iron men fight he ends up killing the guy because this is the early mcu and that was a thing that could happen um and then he goes yeah hey what up i'm iron man and then yeah that's a quick synopsis if you want to know more go watch the movie come on (laughs) this is a good movie it is a very good movie. but let's throw it to pat are we in agreeance here yeah we're in agreeance it's a very good movie um this you know this role for robert downing jr you know basically revitalized his career because if you guys don't know before this he was basically in the slums so this this basically launched his mega career, put him back into the starlight. Um, I, it is a really good movie. I would say um, if it was made today, I bet you it would be a lot better. Um, but it's still a cult classic to launch yeah, a franchise. Probably, probably <laughs> it would be. So, but uh, correct, I agree. But it's a solid movie. I give it ten out of ten. It's a must watch. It's very good. Sure. Tony Stark. Uh, or Robert Downey Jr. plays perfect Tony Stark. He'll never be replaced. Uh, it's Tony kind of Stark. a shame. 
Nobody is going to be as good as him. Uh, I think that's a no one point because we are in agreement. <laughs> Let's exactly. talk about Iron Man 2. Can we talk about Iron Man 2? Have you seen Iron Man 2? Yes, I have. I get Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 confused a lot um, because they are kind of similar plots. But Tony made somebody mad at, through his past life, and then they come back to haunt him, and then they almost kill Pepper, and then, <laughs> and then, and then Tony <laughs> makes another uh, Iron Man suit, and then it <laughs> becomes it basically. And this is where, after we go through this, I have some scruples. So. Okay, well, check it out. We're in Russia. Tony Stark just said, "I'm Iron Man," and this dude. Uh, Ivan Vanko, whose father is Antonio Vanko, a I former that Stark. Was three. Nope, nope. This, this is two. What? Oh, I have some problems with three. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Um, whose father is Anton Vanko, oh, yeah. a former okay. Stark yeah. Industries employee. Uh, this man just died. Uh, he he sees this. Um, or sorry, Anton sees this. Um, basically as being entirely Tony Stark's fault and starts plotting to kill Iron Man. Um, So Ivan is also a genius and he's able to build his own arc reactor uh, and he uses it to power these flappy tentacles. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, The flappy tentacles, they, they fight at a race and he splits a car in half, and it's pretty sick. Um, Tony learns that this guy is basically coming after him, and um, at the same time, he's dealing with the fact that his arc reactor is starting to fail him, and he is slowly dying from the shrapnel in his chest. Yeah? Yep. Uh, so, basically, he decides he's going to appoint Pepper Pot to CEO of Stark Industries, and he hires Stark employee... Uh, Natalie Rushman to replace her as his personal assistant. Assistant. This is, of course, uh, Black Widow in disguise, spying on Tony Stark. Uh, so this is the first we see Black Widow. Stark competes, yeah, in the and then the, the the car race and the car gets attacked and it gets split in half and so on and so forth. Um, Stark's rival Justin Hammer uh, helps fake Vanko's death. And breaks him out of prison so that he can build a line of armored suits to upstage Stark. Uh, basically promising that he's going to build these um, these big old Iron Men. So guess what? In the first Hammer movie tank. we had we had one armor man or one Iron Man. In the second movie we have an army of them, which is awesome. Uh, during what he believes is his final birthday party, Stark gets drunk while wearing the Iron Man suit. Uh, disgusted, Stark's best friend, U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodes, uh, dons Stark's prototype armor and tries to restrain him. The fight ends in a stalemate, and, uh, Rhodey confiscates the armor for the U.S. Air Force, and that's where we see War Machine start, which is also another sick-ass character. So, give me that. <laughs> and He's then they change the characters. And that, shh, don't keep shh, the same actor. Shh, shh. <laughs> Nobody talks about that. that. That happened between Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2. So that had already happened at this point. And furthermore, uh, the first line that comes out of... Um, oh, what's, what's the actor's name? 
Don Cheadle, the first the first line that comes out of Don Cheadle's mouth as he is sitting in court with Robert Downey Jr. is he says, yeah, it's me. I'm here now. Get over it. And he is speaking directly to the fans. So that's another point. That's another point in for me, in my opinion. Uh, this doesn't count towards the overall points, but you know, <laughs> a personal in, point <laughs> in awarding the points. Um, so anyway, Nick Fury, director of Shield, approaches Stark, revealing that Rushman is actually Agent Natasha Romanoff, uh, of course, known as Black Widow. They talk about um, that Howard Stark was the Shield founder, whom uh, Fury knew personally. Fury explains that Vanko's father and Stark invented the arc reactor together. But when uh, Anton tried to sell it, Stark had him deported. Um, yep, the Soviets sent Anton to the Gulag, you know, from like Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, Fury gives Stark some of his father's old materials. Tony discovers a hidden message in a diorama of the 1974 Stark Expo. It proves to be a, a diagram of the atomic structure of a new element. And with the aid of his AI, Jarvis, uh, Stark synthesizes it. Um, when he learns that Vanko is actually still alive, he places the new element in his arc reactor and ends his uh, dependency on the uh, radioactive material he was using before to keep himself alive. Palladium or something like that. Something yeah, like Palladium, that. I think is what it's called. Um so then a big fight happens at the current expo. Uh, eventually, we see uh, Vanko escape and Romanov returns control of Rhodey's armor after Vanko breaks it and basically takes control of it. Together, Stark and Rhodes defeat Vanko and all of his uh, Iron Mans that he's built. Vanko then commits suicide because, again, this isn't owned by Disney yet yep. by blowing up his suit along with the defeated drones. Uh, at a debriefing, Fury informs Stark that because of his difficult personality, S.H.I.E.L.D. intends to use him only as a consultant, and he's not allowed on the Avengers uh, because, quote, he does not play well with others. Uh, Stark and Rhodes receive medals for their heroism, and in a post credit scene, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Phil Coulson reports the discovery of a large hammer at the bottom of a crater in a desert in New Mexico. Oh, baby. Oh, no. This movie kicked ass. It's good. Um, this movie kicked not- ass. It's not as as good as the first Iron Man, but it is uh, it is good. Explain. I don't know. I feel like they were trying to go over the top with it, and then it kind of went like. You think they went over the top with this one? If you use that argument on the second one, you're not allowed to use it for the third one. <laughs> also, yes. Um, I I liked like I I thought it was cool. It was just kind of like a another one of Tony's screw ups come to to haunt him. And yeah, man. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, yeah, it's kind of same stuff, different, different movie. But here's my argument and spoilers for the next couple of I'm assuming my episodes of Entertain This where we go through the rest of these movies (laughs) because there's no way we're getting through all of this tonight. No, It is deathly important that all of the Iron Man movies hinge on the fact that Tony Stark used to be a real piece of shit. Because... It is the development of Tony Stark that we watch in Iron Man's 1, 2, and 3, and how clear they make it that he has enemies against him. It is important that we understand that 
people didn't like him and there are reasons because of it. And they are valid reasons because what we watch in the Avengers and in uh, other spinoffs that include Tony Stark is a man who's trying to redeem himself, not only to society, but also to himself, which in line of setup is pretty important. And that's what this movie is. Yeah. And like I said, it's a good movie. I just is not my like top of the, the wrong. Like I'm an Iron Man fan through and through. Like I love Iron Man. And I, like I said, it's just, eh. It is a still cool plot point. And then the hammer tech bots and everything coming in and the scene that him and Rhodey are sitting down there like battling. I mean, that's an iconic scene. I'm not saying this one's a tie. I'm taking the point. All right. <laughs> if Michael will award it to me. I was about to say, I don't think you get to decide that. <laughs> I don't. You're right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with Alex of a lot of his points. This movie, for any fault that it does have, does a very good job of setting up uh, the actual like ramifications of being a sh- piece of shit within the Marvel universe. Uh, yeah, I like I like I like what I like the spit that you're flapping there, Alex. Thank you. I am flapping spit, and that might be because of the shot of Robitussin that I took. <laughs> All right, let's hit it again. Guess what's next? It's my my big boy Michael's favorite flick, Thor. It's your favorite hero. Favorite hero. I yeah, we were going to talk about the Incredible Hulk first. Oh, okay. <laughs> if we have to. Are we going to skip it completely? Is it that bad? Do no, it's like not it that, bad? that bad. We can talk about it. I just don't want to defend it. But you uh, can talk about it. Here, you talk about it, Pat. You talk about it. I'll give you this point, but you got to leave this section. <laughs> oh, gosh. How much All do you right. remember about this movie? Uh, Go. Bits and pieces. So he uh, so he follows Bruce Banner and getting his uh, gamma ray, like the accident with the gamma ray. Well, someone, who, someone who looks like Bruce Banner. <laughs> he, uh, so he goes through this whole entire... Uh, where he gets hit by the gamma rays and then it's following him. So uh, I'm trying to remember of the name of the actor because they end up getting rid of him for Mark Ruffalo. Edward, Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward, Edward Norton. Norton. I saw him once in an LA coffee shop. He walked in wearing a bike helmet, took it off, and said, you guys got Wi-Fi here? And they said no. And he said, what the hell? And then he walked out. <laughs> wow. All if right. you're listening to this, Edward Norton, what the hell was so important? So basically it follows him as he goes in hiding and then uh, basically is gone and away from people in what I believe is Asia. Um, and then so what happens is they end up tracking him down because one of or he nicks himself on a like a bottling place and this lady like dies because she like got his blood or like drank his blood. No good. Uh, no good. Yeah. So then they end up tracking him down. He goes back to the States. He's also the person who's tracking him down. The military like general is like also his love interests uh, father. Oh, Stan Lee is the one who drinks his blood. Yeah, that's right. Um, so then they go through this college campus uh, and they follow him down as he turns into the Hulk and destroys a bunch of stuff and the school and whatnot um, and then goes into hiding. And then there's this love scene where him and uh, the girl are on the run and they like in the rain in the cold or whatever and whatnot. And then, so on the side of all this, um, the abominable Hulk uh, is now made by one of the general's lackeys 
who goes through the same. His kind name of is like, Abomination. <laughs> abomination. The Abominable Hulk. <laughs> the Abominable Hulk. The Abominable Hulk, Shows made completely of snow. <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, it goes through, and they attack each other, and then the Hulk uh, has to end up stopping uh, the uh, anti-Hulk. So I can't remember his name, man. <laughs> abominable. No, He's abomination. Abomination ends up having to take down abomination in the city, and mm-hmm. then uh, gets into the scene where they like the helicopter crashes and everything. And at the very end, they're like, "Oh, maybe the Hulk's not a bad guy after all." So that is Hulk, the first one. You forgot to talk about Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who is the uh, general. Uh, yeah. And he's the one who's trying to chase down Bruce Banner because, in case you didn't know this, Bruce Banner was turned into the Hulk because they messed up trying to remake the superhero serum ah. that created Captain America. Dun dun Um. So yeah, the super soldier program goes awry, right? Yeah. Um. And they use that same technique to try to make another superhero, uh, but they end up making Abomination, who was just trying to hunt down who he thought was a wild killer. Um, Is the movie bad? No. Do I hate, 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 hate Edward Norton? Yeah, pretty much. I do. (laughs) So... I won't defend this movie. I will defend its the the what it did to the story, but Edward Norton, what was what was up? Why'd you need the Wi-Fi so bad, man? <laughs> I want to know why you hate Edward Norton. Like I like the only exposure to Edward Norton I have is from that the Hulk role. Yeah, that was the role in which he refused to follow the script. He would not perform to the Hulk character. Uh, because yeah. he did not believe that the story of the Hulk was compelling enough. He uh, was a huge asshole to everyone on okay. set. Yeah. Uh, he got pissed when they told him, no, you got to follow this because this is based on uh, established canon. And he was like, I don't want to do that. Uh, and that's why he got replaced by Mark Ruffalo. And mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo does everything he's told. Uh, like like 13 <laughs> going on 30. He does literally whatever he's told. He collects a paycheck and he goes home. God bless him for it. Uh, okay, now can we talk about Thor? Yeah. Yes, now we can talk about Thor. Michael, so, you want to talk about Thor since Thor's your boy? Sure. So I'm going to give that that point to Pat there because it, it is a bad movie. Is Edward <laughs> Norton? I'm not going to defend him. Yeah. I don't care. Take okay. the point. All right. I don't even so, remember. I can't even remember who has what points at this point. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I'm keeping track, but I'm not going to reveal it until we get to the end. Fair enough. This cool. is just phase one. Yep. All right. So we got... Thor, the lovable uh, god of thunder. Um, so this movie uh, follows Thor. It is the introduction to him. It starts off with uh, does like kind of like a flash forward scene where him landing on Earth and getting hit by uh, Jane's car, played by Natalie Portman, um, with Thor being played by the ever so angelically beautiful Chris Hemsworth. Um, and... You're not going to talk about Natalie Portman that way, but you're going to talk about. Natalie Portman is mother. <laughs> she is mommy. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree with you in any way, but I feel like it was a little more important to put the emphasis on Chris Hemsworth there. All right, all right. Um, 
but yeah so we got uh basically we 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 get to follow thor for a little bit through his adventures in asgard see why how he ends up on earth through the betrayal from his brother loki uh we see the introduction of the uh uh the was it three or four other like asgardian uh, warriors that follow thor everywhere um and we see odin the wonderful odin who strips thor of his powers uh after going and fighting the uh ice giants uh, when he wasn't supposed to um so because of that he gets sent down to earth has all his powers lost his hammer also gets thrown down to earth basically odin puts a spell on it saying hey anybody who has the the gumption uh the respect the you know anyone who's a good boy can pick this hammer up um well it's really anybody who's the best boy can pick this hammer up uh so while uh thor gets thrown down there uh he meets jane who hits him with the car he it's it's a movie about him trying to acclimate to earthling life uh and him just not understanding everything while also being pursued by his brother who's causing an uproar back up in asgard uh which causes his father to fall into a coma um and yeah, and he takes over as the ruler for a little bit. Uh, it's where we get the first introduction of Hawkeye uh, from Thor trying to go and reclaim his hammer, but he's unable to do so because he's unworthy. He is not. He is no longer the best boy. Um, and yeah, and so we just see Thor just going through uh, his little bits of struggles through very odd uh, Dutch angles. And, uh, yeah, he eventually reclaims the hammer by becoming the best boy again. And in doing so, uh, fights off, uh, all the evils that his brother has sent to him, saving not only, uh, earth, but also Asgard in the process. Bada bing, bada boom. That's Thor. Pat, what'd you think of it? Rom-com with extra steps. <laughs> Is that a yes or a no? I can't tell. Is that a good uh... thing? It's okay, but I'm gonna. I, I honestly like the newer Thor movies than the older ones. So I, I'm gonna say like it was good. It was Give me your reasons. But you why? Have to support but with why though, Patrick? Text. Because show, it was more. It was show more, your line of thinking. It, so the newer ones weren't like as serious. They were more funny. I don't um, want to hear about the new ones. We'll get to the new ones. I want to hear uh, what you didn't do, like about this one. Do not use. Future works to justify why this one is not as good. I want to know what <laughs> you felt at the time. Um, so, honestly, I don't remember too much from the original Thor movie. Uh huh. That's kind of more of my like just like I I can remember the newer movies like. Hey, hey, that is a good enough. Re- you can say that the movie is forgettable. It's forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't know. Thor is a really good character, and I love him as a character. I want to talk about Party Thor. Can we talk for a second about Party Thor? Let me ask you this question about Party Thor. If a rich man walked up to you and he said, have a million dollars, you just have to be my friend for a day. Would you do it? Sure. Sure. Once he started being a dick to you all day, would you do it? Or would you give him his money back and leave? He's like being a real asshole. He's like taking you out places, calling you poor, telling everyone you're poor. For a million dollars? Uh, let's say you get less. <laughs> Hundred thousand. Okay. My, no. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is Thor is your classic snobby rich boy. Yeah. Uh he's a daddy's boy. 
he's this movie is not a rom-com with extra steps it's a lesson in character development um and that's what it needed to be because it was also an introduction to a character we had to understand who thor was what made him not worthy and the steps he took to become worthy again and that's what this movie really was uh we had to understand that as an audience because if you skipped any of those steps you're going to either confuse the audience or you're not going to be able to build the foundations that you need to lay out for the future movies to come because Thor's in all of them, and he's still yeah. in them today. So it is a good starting movie, starting point to get his background. This is, a good, yeah. this is a good kindling for the fire yes. that becomes Thor. Yeah, I can agree with that. Mike, throw it to the scoreboard. All right, so if we're basing it solely on these arguments, I got to give it to Alex. 100%. Yep. Yeah. So I I completely agree that it is a good uh kindling for the character. However, f- functionally it is a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. And poorly written, poorly shot, poorly directed. Uh but you still got to love Thor. And that's the important part. All right, so we get half points then. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. This is based on arguments here. This is a meritocracy. And you're about to get the shit slapped out of you. Alex Alex might actually be wrong, but if he makes a better argument, he still gets the point. Get ready, Pat, because the next movie is Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, take this L. (laughs) Take that L, boy. (laughs) Let's talk about what Marvel's The Avengers is all about. You know all them lovable characters that you already met? We're talking uh, Bruce Banner. We're talking Tony Stark. We're talking Thor, both love and thunder. We're talking... (laughs) We're talking... uh, We're talking about uh, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow. We're talking about uh, this new guy who we're just now meeting, but he was kind of in Thor a little bit. He goes by Hawkeye. And he's cool, but we don't know much about him yet. So most of us made fun of him when this movie came out. <laughs> he was kind of impressive, but he wasn't impressive enough to leave anything uh, in our brains. There is Loki, son of, uh, or sorry, brother of Thor. He's back, and he is going to help aliens come invade the planet. Why is he doing it? I guess because he's the god of mischief. Or I don't remember the exact reason. It's like, as established in Thor, he's just a general shithead who wants power. They promised him... Thanos sent him, too. Oh, yeah, Thanos sent him. You're right, that is something. Thanos did send him to be a little shithead uh, and collect... I don't think we knew that part yet. No. And more important... More importantly, to collect the uh, the stone that was within uh, Loki's scepter, right? That he used to open a big old portal. No, it wasn't the test. No, no, he stole the, the tesseract. Te- he stole the tesseract, yeah. and then he broke the, it open, yeah, and then he powered it. the saber. Correct, and he let a bunch of aliens in. This is a big old fight. We can't just have one guy here. Well, guess what? We got all the guys here, and they're all kicking ass. And Tony Stark goes to space and gets PTSD, and then they get falafel. So <laughs> suck on that, Pat. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah it's not good really movie. much needs to be said about this one. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's shawarma, it's not falafel, actually. So. Wipe that from your memories. I didn't um, say it. It's a good, like, it was a good ensemble of all the characters. They had plenty enough screen time. And it was a good story. I liked it. And you know how powerful that one scene was where it was like, it was like going around them, and you, like, got a, like, shot of every single hero in the middle of this fight in New York. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like, yes, and that's... yes, this is the Avengers. <laughs> and everybody Guys, screamed in the movie theater. Look oh! at them. Guys, look at them. They're avenging. They're... Look, they're doing it right now. It's the and first time America... anybody ever standed up and clapped in a movie theater. I was like, yeah. what is this? It was awesome, though. Um, I think that the Avengers actually ends phase one, but I might be wrong, so I'm going to need a fact check. Where does phase one end? I thought it was Iron Man 3. In Marvel. Do we know? Um, does anyone know? I thought. I does also thought this Chloe was the know? end of phase one. It might not be, though. Does Chloe know? I think it is the end of phase one. Well, I'm waiting for a fact checker. Yeah, the person who's got all the information. Yeah, She's got all the information, and she's coming, and she's pretty far away from her computer, and we can yeah. see her running in the camera. Oh! Chloe's intro music played, for those of you who are wondering why we went radio silent for a second. <laughs> oh, Chloe oh, doesn't no. realize that we cannot hear oh, her. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. <laughs> My theme song stalled. Oh, <laughs> no. Little, it had a little moment. Um, But yes, The Avengers is the end of phase one, which means phase two begins with Iron Man 3. Yeah, so we're ending it here. I, I think that's, that's a good, good the end of phase one. Yeah. Although I don't know how um, you're going to get through three phases in the next episode. <laughs> it's not that it's going to be several episodes for months to come. And then by the that. time we get to the last one, Wakanda be Forever more. will have released and that'll be the end of phase four. Oh my there we go. Yeah. It'll be four different episodes. Piece of cake, everybody. <laughs> I got content for the next four months. <laughs> Might skip December uh, because Quimus. Anyway, well, let's get let's hear what those final scores were. So, if we tally up all of the scores from the movies that we got, including uh, no points for any movies where there was a complete agreement on, we reach a final verdict of Alex with two points. Patrick with two points. Oh, <laughs> it's a cliffhanger, folks. Oh. Uh, the fact that we tied tells me that we're probably on the right track for rules. But if you think you have better rules on how we can judge this, send them our way. Uh, and maybe next time I won't have a Robitussin-ridden brain and we'll be able to remember some of the plots. Thank you to my two uh, co-hosts for helping me fill in the gaps when the Robitussin took over and I couldn't remember what happened in movies. Uh, Michael, you gotta click this for us. I sure do. Well, let's hear it after this musical break. And we're back. Hey. Hi. You yeah. say you got quick this for us before the musical break. I do. Well, that's good news because it's time for you to do a quick this. I'm going to pull up a timer. All right. And you're going to start in three, two, one. 
Sup, y'all. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to uh, take a quick moment through this quick thus to talk about, uh, this is something I could probably turn into a full episode, but it's something that's been uh, weighing heavy on the noggin lately. Uh, so I wanted to take a moment to talk about uh, the slow heat death of the MMORPG drama or genre of video games. Uh, so if we were to uh, kind of think back to the last like 20 years of video game history, uh, a major center point within that is the entire genre of MMORPGs. So massively multiplayer online role-playing games. That's where you got like your EverQuest, your World of Warcrafts, your Final Fantasies 11 and 14. Uh, you got like all these other like crazy, crazy games that were central aspects of the uh, gaming community for the longest time however that is sadly no longer the case and this comes from someone who got into this genre fairly late um while all of my friends were at home playing world of warcraft back when i was in late middle school early high school i was sitting at home trying to become a professional call of duty player so you win some, you lose some, uh, things, things could go great either way or poorly either way. I don't know. Uh, some would say both were a giant waste of time. I would agree. Um, but yeah, so it was back during this time where, uh, we had the specific genre in MMORPGs just blasting off. You had everyone, uh, knew about these games. Everyone knew, had knew someone who at least knew, knew who, who at least played these games. Um, even to the point where you had major, uh, major TV shows like uh, S- South Park making entire episodes uh, based upon these games. The most inf- good episode. probably their best episode <laughs> in history, in yeah. my opinion. And and several games. And, mind yes. You. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like it was this entire cultural phenomenon where you got like commercials with Mr. T being in uh uh night elf mohawk uh night elf mohawk yeah uh i forgot about night elf mohawk yeah you had just these absolutely iconic uh commercials like i also remember the the ozzy osbourne one where he was uh oh yeah i think he was a undead uh warlock or something um but yeah and you just you just had this entire uh you, you had this period of time where this entire genre of video games was the main talking sphere within like just video games as a whole and it became and it really like shifted the dynamic from video game people being like just nerdy people to being nerdy people who never left the house never showered only ate fast food uh and just like the the disgusting uh mental images that a lot of us have for the average everyday gamer now thankfully that shift that there's been a major shift away from that but i feel like that's also come at the downfall of the this genre of video games um it really wasn't until about like 2012 to 2013 with the release of warlords drainer for world of warcraft where it was like all right people starting to see the faults within the cracks like this this entire like shtick is starting to get a little stale um but then to kind of go along with that you have all of pretty much every single one of these video games like one thing to one thing to note here is making these sorts of video games are incredibly expensive probably the most expensive types of video games to make uh across any genre so if you're not keeping up with 
subscriptions like World of Warcraft has been able to do for a very long time, you then have to dip into the ever so uh, debated land of microtransactions. And that's one thing that a lot of gamers are going to say no, no to. Um, but unfortunately, have just become a major, major aspect of video games this day. Um, and MMOs really became kind of like the big stomping grounds outside of mobile games where that really started to take root because these companies needed to make up these costs. And it's because of that we started to see different pieces of these games get transferred to like the different resources being transferred to the parts that would make more money, which unfortunately has led to the downfall of putting their best creators towards the uh, things that will actually expand the lifetime of these games. Just as a notable example, you have World of Warcraft again which is suffering right now in um, from its worst expansion that's ever released in Shadowlands, where people have just kind of become entirely jaded around the entire uh, genre as a whole, where there's there's constantly look out for what can be the next big game, because people still believe that there is this giant audience out there that will come storming after the right game. And thankfully, there are some on the horizons which have shown hope. However, things are still looking very bleak. That's a heck of a quick this to end on. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I like Wizard 101. Wizard 101 was a great MMO. I loved uh, it. I like Pirates Online. Ooh. That was one I never played. I like me, this guy. I like Toontown. <gasps> Toontown. RuneScape, an MMO? RuneScape is an MMO. Yes. That's right, Pat. You hit the nail on the head there. I liked Webkins. Webkins was Neopets. Neopets? Oh, God. <laughs> I remember that all the girls in middle school used to talk about Neopets. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> others, but yes. <laughs> Et cetera. They were all good uh, and continue to be good. Well, I'll tell you what. An hour later, I'm feeling tip top. I'm good. feeling a lot better. I think I just need some good old-fashioned time with my pals. My temperature has dropped 0.2 degrees. Yeah. Went from 99.5 to 99.3. We're only getting better. We can better. officially round it down to 99. Thank you, Lord. Let's see if I can get through my very fast social media callouts. Here they come. If there's anything in the realm of entertainment that you want to hear us talk about that we haven't talked about already, there's a couple ways that you can hit us up. Number one is go to our website, www.entertainthis.net slash et-podcast. Scroll all the way to the bottom and fill out the questionnaire there. Get sent straight to us. And even easier ways if you go to our email, www, nope, entertainthispodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are entertain underscore this. On Instagram, we are entertain this podcast. On Facebook, we're podcast entertain this. And as always, entertain us. So we can entertain you, and you can entertain this. Drink your robitussin. See you next Friday. Bye!